Good morning. morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The Old Testament reading for the sixth Sunday of Easter is from Numbers chapter 21. From Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now... I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, you heard about the Holy Spirit. You heard about how he convicts the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The week before that, you heard about the fact that Jesus will turn our sorrow into joy. Today, you will hear about what Jesus' sacrifice means regarding your relationship to the Father. Specifically, you will hear about the fact that now we Christians 
are able to make requests of the Father in the name of Jesus. After hearing our readings and especially our hymn of today, you probably aren't too surprised to hear that. Prayer is what connects all of our readings for today. And our gospel reading for today picks up right after the gospel readings for the last few weeks. And it is specifically right after Jesus says, You have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. Our reading for today begins. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Hearing this, some of you might be a little bit surprised. Are we still supposed to pray to Jesus? Well, certainly praying to Jesus or the Holy Spirit isn't a bad thing, but that's not the point that Jesus is trying to make Jesus' point is that you are now able to make requests of the Father. To put it another way, the person to whom Jesus himself prays is now the person to whom you get to pray. You were, in fact, just given a promise by Jesus. He promised that anything you ask of the Father in the name of Jesus, he will give to you. Now, before anyone starts going all Joel Osteen on me, recognize the qualification in that statement. You will receive what you ask for in the name of Jesus. Jesus is not teaching a name-it-and-claim-it type of prayer. And so before you start trying to claim the next lottery ticket, you need to think about what exactly Jesus means when he commands you to ask in his name. And do recognize that this is a command. Jesus is commanding his disciples to pray by means of his name. That means that if you're not praying, you are disobeying Jesus' command. Also, now that you can pray by means of the name of Jesus, if you try using any other name, including your own, You are sinning. Back to the question. What does it mean to ask in the name of Jesus? It's more than just finishing with in Jesus' name. 
It's also more than just tacking on, not my will, but yours be done on the end. Which isn't to say that those words are wrong or misplaced. It's to say that by asking in the name of Jesus is more than just saying those words as if they were somehow magical or something. To ask by means of the name of Jesus is to believe that it is only because of that name that you are heard. To know that it is only because of that name that the Father grants your request. And to ask for things that Jesus would ask for. Your prayers are heard and granted only because Jesus died on the cross for you. If you try to approach the throne of the Most High by anything other than Jesus' name, your request will not be heard. When Adam fell, he fundamentally changed all of humanity. His action barred all mankind from approaching the Father by means of their own names. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave you another name to use in place of your own. He gave you his own name. That means that he has given you his righteousness, his own good standing with the Father to use as your way to approach the Father. And so now it doesn't matter how hard you pray. It doesn't matter what language you use. It doesn't even matter how you feel when you pray. What matters is that Jesus died for you. Therefore, the Father will hear and respond to your requests when you pray in his Son's name. And it is when the Father hears you and responds to you that your joy will be full. This is one of those blessings that we here in the New Testament have that those in the Old Testament didn't. They certainly prayed and made requests, make no mistake about that. But they couldn't pray by means of the name of Jesus yet. You have a divine advantage over everyone in the Old Testament, and even those in the Gospels. Jesus has spoken plainly to you through the words of his apostles. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help you understand the truth who has contained himself in those scriptures. You get to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Before he and the Spirit revealed that, people couldn't fully understand this reality. The amazing and, yes, even awesome thing that Jesus teaches you about here is that you, by means of his name, are able to approach the throne of your Father in heaven and personally make requests of him. Praying in the name of Jesus does not mean that you pray to Jesus and then Jesus prays for you. It means that each one of you, or all of you together, have been and will continue to be granted audiences with the creator of the universe. And that because of what Jesus did for you, the Father will give you what you ask for when you pray in Jesus' name. You are free to pray by means of the name of Jesus. 
which you have faith in because the Spirit creates faith inside of you. Free to believe in the name of Jesus and rely on his promises. This is the only way that you will be heard, by covering yourself with the one who died for you. There's been a lot of law in this sermon, and that's because this section in particular happens to have a lot of law in it. It's mostly been the third use of the law, which is using the law as a guide to live your lives as Christians. But as you all know, you cannot be perfect in doing this. You will not always pray by means of the name of Jesus perfectly. You know that. You know that because of your own failures and because of the sins of the whole world, you will continue to have suffering. And we'll continue to not pray exactly right. In response to this, be courageous. Jesus exhorts or encourages you to be courageous. To be brave, to be bold, for he has conquered the world. When he died on the cross, he opened the heavens to you. He gave you access to the Father. He even conquered your own sinful nature, which is constantly fighting against your new self. He conquered death itself. You have nothing to fear from this world, for you have been forgiven. That is even being forgiven for when you don't pray perfectly. Therefore, you are free to be bold in your prayers, free to believe that because of what Jesus did on the cross for you, that even if you don't say your prayer exactly right, that the Father hears you on account of the name that you are praying, on account of the name of Jesus who died for you. You are therefore free to have the courage of Christ that he has given you. Therefore, let us pray boldly the last verse of our hymn of the day one more time. Amen, that is, so shall it be. Make strong our faith in you that we may doubt not but with trust believe that what we ask we shall receive. Thus, in your name and at your word, we say amen, O hear us, Lord. Now may the peace which passes all understanding Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.